0: Hello beautiful people, hope you all are having a wonderful day. I have my chaya with me, it's time to jump right into this tea. This is episode 3, Mental Health. When I thought about how I wanted to craft this episode, initially I was thinking about talking just about what mental health is and why it's important to take care of. But I also thought I'd add in experience um, my experience with mental health is anecdotes as well as a throw in a couple of resources um, which is helpful Um, I'd like to say that I'm not a mental health professional so a lot of what I'm saying is based around uh, research conversation with uh, therapists and mental health professionals and workshops designed around student support. Mental health, as defined by Medical News Today, refers to the cognitive, emotional, and behavioral well-being. Generally, it just means what and how you're doing in your mental space. Your mental health can vary in degrees in any way you can describe. Um, So let's see. As of now, um, I'm actually in an okay mental space. I have work which I'm super concerned about because university and um, I'm excited to meet a friend after such a long time. So in a sense, um, my mental health is in an okay slash good place I guess as of now that is. Mental illness on the other hand is generally associated with the lack of mental health or the lack of mental well-being. I want to say that we need to be very wary about the terms that we use uh, while talking about mental illness and instead of speaking about terms, I'd like to speak about it in uh, expressions and descriptions. Last Saturday was Mental Health Awareness Day. The week before, that is from 4th to 10th, was Mental Health Awareness Week, which sort of got me thinking about how I've been coping with various things, including the pandemic's effect on how I look at my body or my body image and stress as well as my general anxiousness to return to normalcy. Self-care has been something that I've been, you know, indulging with for such a long time now. It's really helped me. And um, in conversation with my therapist, we sort of came to the conclusion that indulging in self-care is not selfish. I've been doing some art, some writing and thinking about, you know, what I want to talk about in my podcast as forms of self-care. But it can be also as tiny as going and meeting your grandfather. Anyway, indulging in some form of self-care is important, especially in you know a very stressful time like this pandemic. I've struggled with my mental health, and although I wasn't clinically diagnosed, mostly because people around me weren't very educated or aware about the fact that mental health is important, and also the fact that they weren't really noticing it because I refused to show it. I think um, in this episode, I might just reveal a lot of things that, you know, I've not revealed otherwise. Ooh, let's get ready for a tea spill sesh. I'm so excited. Trigger warning. Um, I'll be talking about mental health issues, coping issues. For a long time in school, I was bullied for the way I look and behave. Mostly it was due to a toxic friendship and the consequences of not being an inclusive person myself, which I was generally shunned because, you know, um, I was the bossy girl. Uh, But, you know, it was, I never understood it because I just spoke my mind. I began to build shields and create walls, you know, to ward off the attacks and to get away from the negativity. But it only pushed me away from knowing exactly how to feel fulfilled by, you know, interacting with others since I'm an ambivert with extroverted tendencies. Uh, Making friends became hard. People just didn't give second chances. Therapy in school became an attack on my personal being. started also, you know, getting migraines in school when I just wanted to get out of a situation that I couldn't deal with and I just wanted to shut down. And I hated going to school because it was just hard for me to cope with and I really didn't know how to talk about it at home. The reason for this was because I was worried, you know, I might just upset my mother, or that the chance to study in a good school like the one I was in would forever be ruined. This was also, you know, a time in my life in which my grades uh, reflected my personal struggles. But, you know, it all changed. It changed when I realized that. I don't live alone, there are people who love me and although you know I was only hyper-registering the people who hated or despised me, I realised that there were people who actually didn't mind me and who enjoyed my company. So I started to live, mostly for my sister because I didn't want her to go through the same thing that I did. Um, I didn't want her to be isolated or and I also didn't want her to isolate people because Who knows what other people are going through? Children are cruel Um, and it's not very surprising to me that they said what they said and did what they did because at that point in time they meant it. Hopefully they have grown up now and they've become more inclusive and kind humans and uh, you know when I say this it might sound like a paragraph or like a speech or something but honestly I I could write an entire book about this period in my life when you know I started you know not wanting to eat because uh, I wanted to look a certain way. I, I didn't want to you know say the things I felt because um, for lack of a better word, I was afraid of what people might think about me. And this time in my life was which was largely dark was a time I took very hard because you know you're growing up and it's an impressionable age and so I internalized a lot of things Um, and yeah I mean it's something I can talk about without much emotional breaking because I think I made my peace with it and I've counted it as a part of the trajectory of my life and uh, I've shared it with a lot of you know close circles as well. I know everyone has their own story, their own struggles, and let me tell you this: you are valid. You don't need my validation, but um, you are valid, and you you mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. You don't need to fit into anyone else's ideal type because you are you, and. A lot of lessons I've learned in my life have been lessons that have stemmed from turmoil and pain. Uh, if there's one thing I've learned from my middle school trauma, it's uh, probably the fact that you can't change anyone else. You've just got to do what you want. Laugh all you can and try to make others laugh, even if it's through dad jokes. Don't expect anything from you know anyone else because you can't control them and how they behave and how they react. And also know this, that you'll never be good enough for anyone else, but you can be good enough for yourself. Another thing that I've sort of struggled with, uh, and uh, also equally reaped the benefits of, is uh, my OCD. I've had to obsessively maintain a certain form of cleanliness in spaces that I use uh, as well as you know wash my hands on a regular basis. It's sort of a double-sided coin or you know also uh, you could say it's a double-bladed sword. While the downside to it is that I've become less flexible in certain spaces and possessive of certain things. Sometimes I become uncomfortable when things move around and You know, when I'm not organized for the day or the week. I'm also overly conscious about everything, you know, whether everything is in place or not. And those are a few downsides. But here's the greatest part about it. I'm generally so organized that I get no complaints from my mum. So, yay! (laughs) Jokes aside, the organization also balances my general chaos in which I live in. Like, it isn't just about, you know, letting this pencil stay in this position just so that, you know, it's in the right place. It's even something like, you know, arranging your clothes in the colors of the rainbow or according to refractive indices. Um, Here's a fun fact. Um, I get really uncomfortable when my OCD level reduces. Like, I tend to feel lonely without it and um, that's probably because it gives me something to do. So, (laughs) hee hee. Now I think um, it's a good time to start talking about my experience with therapy. I've had a very complex relationship with therapy. I absolutely hated it um, growing up and in middle school. But now as an adult, I, that I regularly engage with therapy. Um, I just guess it depends all on the therapist and how they interact with you and how you perceive that interaction. In school, the therapist I was seeing was very preachy and uh, would sort of side, other would take sides. And for people who know me, know that I'm not one for a preaching session or for a panchayat session. But my therapist now, um, God bless her. She listens, which is a superpower in itself. Like, I think I have so many latent stubbed down emotions that I haven't made peace with. And I think that this is a great time to make peace with all of them. And like, I'm I'm also the kind of person that hates getting vulnerable and crying in front of other people. But for some reason, my therapist, you know, that I see now has made me feel so comfortable that I can just share whatever I want to share without, you know, um, the burden of feeling uh, frail. I want to say that therapy doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. This was largely a view that was, uh, you know, associated with therapy in school, but you could just, you know, go to therapy as, and, you know, use it as a space to share things and get things off your chest. Like you could just talk about what you ate for breakfast, um, how lovely uh, a dress was that you saw in a store something, um, great that you did, like smelling flowers or going for a walk. You could just talk about great things as well, which is generally what I do as well. I also realized uh, writing diaries and journals are super helpful, but at the same time, when you you know say it out loud and you know talk to someone, it's a completely different experience, especially when you have someone who genuinely listens to you and wants to know more about you. So I had to really shake off my inhibitions and just talk to myself and uh, tell myself that it's okay to talk to someone else and this is just another way to you know, cope, I guess. So um, when it comes to resources, um, there is an Instagram page at mentalhealthresources.in or you can check out their website mentalhealthresources.wordpress.com which is a wonderful mental health resource collation, which is um, collated by my friend. Uh, It gives access to many different mental health resources in different languages and regions around India. There are several mental health related podcasts on various different podcasting um, platforms. Uh, there are also resources in the form of videos, movies, papers, and books, uh, which are very interesting. In conclusion, I'd like to quote Dr. Seuss, who says that there is nobody more you are than you, and who also has another quote that says, Why fit in when you were born to stand out? So Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Chaya with Shreya. Be kind, stay safe, drink that tea, don't spill it. Also, take some time off for yourself, guys. You'd really deserve it. Have a lovely week. See you in the next episode.